0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Suns insider, Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball.
2: Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, Oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest
1: Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow.
0: It's always... An encouragement for you to go to ArizonaSports.com where you can read Kellen's great son's content. You can listen to him and Kevin Zimmerman on the Empire of the Suns podcast. You guys just dropped one well, a couple days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all free, all free,
1: all free. Uh, we wouldn't. I'm gonna pay
0: would We charge you for that. I'm right? gonna right? be like,
1: hey, sign up. Uh,
2: you know, it's ninety
1: nine cents now, and fourteen ninety nine a month after that. No, it's free. Now, why would we do that mm. to you? No, I'm you gonna
2: check your credit card and be like, what's this charge for yeah. And then three months later. You paid 45 <laughs> bucks because you forgot about that one yeah. time you went to listen to the podcast. <laughs> none, none of that around here. Come on, that stuff. None of that stuff.
0: Kellen <laughs> Olsen joining us in studio. He was at Sun's Practice earlier today. And we were, the three of us just now, a second ago, just kind of chopping this up, trying to figure out how they're going to do this without Chris. And and like from your perspective, do you suspect campaign starts? Do you suspect campaign still comes off the bench and it's point book? How it's a guess, but what's your guess in terms of
2: how this is gonna look in terms of that, Kellen? I think it's a really difficult answer for the Suns to come up with. I think that it can be simple with Cam, but um I'll have my preview for the game coming up later today on the site. And part of what I get into is that the no- I think the number one priority for them with whoever is going to start has to be spacing and just being able to give Duran and Booker as much room as possible. So if the help comes towards them, which it's going to, you can make them pay as much as possible. I think Cam's a good candidate for that spot. I think he's one of them. And I think by default, Damian Lee and Terrence Ross are the two other ones just because of the three-point shooting that they provide. I think Cam should start, but I have one caveat, which is where I land on him not starting, is that if he starts, Denver is more or less going to run the same basic defensive coverage. So they've been trapping, playing at the level, hedging, whatever you want to call it, on Duran and Booker, right? On Paul, they've mostly been that drop. They've mostly been welcoming him to take those 15-footers, and that will be the same coverage on campaign. They don't want him to get to the rim. They don't want him to do dribble penetration. Go ahead. Take the 18-footer. Take the 16-footer. That's fine. They will have to adjust to his speed and transition and semi-transition, but outside of that... You can still play the same base defensive coverage. That's still kind of the same deal with Ross and Lee, but just having that extra shooting out there to make it easier on the two big stars is there. Then again, if Book's bringing the ball the whole time and they're pressing him the whole time and Durant the same thing, they're getting even more worn down. And yep. I to your noise there, Gambo, I just don't think there's a good answer right now, unfortunately. No, no. I, I, I mean, listen, I, would tell you, I asked Kellen afterwards. I, you know, I
1: think the Suns will get one out of two and this will be over in five. Kellen thinks it's probably over in four. A nugget sweep. It's, just, it's hard to find the path, right? It's hard to find the path. You're going to rely on two guys in T.J. Warrens who haven't played. Yeah. They haven't played. They're rusty. This is on Monty, too, to a certain extent. And, and I said this to Birdsey. Part of the reason is they weren't able to do what they were supposed to do to the Clippers, kick their ass without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and get those guys some run. Those guys have had no run. They've had no run. They, they haven't played at all since like the, in, a, in almost a month. So how do you rely on two guys who need timing and rhythm who haven't played in that long?
2: Yeah, I, that, that's more of why I lean towards what we were talking about in between the break there, and why if I had to pick like any sort of pick right now, that would be it. Just because everything that we've been that's been suggested to us through the playoffs so far has been that eight games was not enough. It was just not enough time to build continuity and chemistry. So now you're going to throw the latest. Variable and the latest change again, which is okay. You're you're you've been out there, but now you're not not out there without Chris, and that changes a lot. It changes a whole lot for what they do, and it changes a lot for how you implement. Kevin it's just not as simple as him bringing the ball up thirty more times. It's a lot more different and complex like that. I, I, we were talking about this two game, but I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow because I think Denver could easily get complacent. The Suns could get out to a good start, and then everyone could start to get their mojo going a bit behind a really good crowd. Denver's nineteen and twenty-two on the road this year. They haven't been that great. But with that in mind, I think Denver is more of the facilitators with this, because I think if the Suns come out and play well, and Denver comes out and play well, we can agree that the better team right now, without Chris Paul, the better team is Denver Denver. right now. So if they come out and play B B plus basketball, and to be clear, they've been an A or an A plus so far through the series. They'll, they'll win tomorrow. I just don't know if they will. They've never been in this spot before. It's a really interesting time for them. Yeah, and, and, and that's why, all due respect, I, I
0: think at the very least the Suns will force a Game Five by winning Game Three because I, I think, and I, I just keep going back to last night's game. Boston had to play with a certain level of desperation that it was going to be very very difficult for the Sixers to match, even with Joel and about back tonight on the floor,
2: or even tonight. Tonight, right, right? Like I, I expect the Lakers Warriors... are like, we got our split, that's right, fine, and right. the Warriors are going to be like, we cannot lose tonight.
0: The Warriors are going to play with a desperation that cannot be measured because they know if they're down 0-2 at home, they're, they're screwed. They're in trouble. And I think the Suns are going to play with that. We're totally screwed if we lose this one. And I think Denver's human nature is just going to back off a little bit because you're right, they've never really been in this position so much. And I loved what you wrote uh, in your piece at ArizonaSports.com about the pressure being on Denver because they've been touting themselves as the underdog in this series the whole time. What did
2: Jokic say about ball coverage? He was like, we just got to pray. Yeah, right. The, the prayers turned out
0: pretty good for you so far, yeah, right. sir. Like, seriously, like the last time somebody prayed that worked out that well was Gambo when he started praying <laughs> for things. He's, so it's like, I think Denver, with the pressure of, you are now the favorite, I want to see how they respond to that. Now, that's just in the context of tomorrow. I'm not saying for the whole series, though.
2: Yeah, and, and the Suns, to be clear, the Suns are favored to win the game tomorrow, but for the series, the Nugget are the overwhelming favorite, and then if he even goes to the NBA Finals right now and look at who's going to win it all, Denver's like plus 310 right now. And At the start of the playoffs, they were plus 1100. Vegas themselves was not taking them too seriously as someone who could be a title contender, and to your point, there's just been swirls out of Denver the last couple of years asking for them to be taken more seriously, and I think you guys can relate to that in the last two years, asking for the Suns to be taken a lot more seriously during their rise two years ago, but this is what it's all been building to. You guys have been talking about it all week for Two weeks now. The reason they traded for Aaron Gordon was for a series like this yes. where you have to guard a guy mm-hmm. like Kevin Durant. The reason they it's traded for a guy like Kentavious Caldwell Pope and but signed this. a guy like Bruce Brown was for this to guard a guy like Devin Booker, guard a guy like Chris Paul. Everything for them in this Jokic and Murray era has been building up to this. And even better, you're facing a wounded league right now. The the favorites for the title, the Bucks, are out in the first round. Yeah, the fired their coach. The Celtics are splitting at home. They just fired their coach. And then in the other series, it's, it's the Lakers and the. Warriors Warriors who look like they're certainly figuring things out, but do they look like the Lakers and Warriors you would expect when you're talking about the Lakers and the Warriors? No, they look beatable, and that's why Denver has the best odds right now. So they've never been in this position, and I just want to see how they respond. If I had to guess, they're going to respond well and be fine. But you just have to present the question. You just don't know right now, and we're going to see tomorrow. Uh,
1: yeah, I've always felt that the, the reason why Denver was legitimate legitimate was because outside of what the defensive metrics say, the reason why Denver wasn't credited for being a good defensive team is because Jokic is not a good defensive but the other guys all are. Aaron Gordon can guard one through five. KCP can guard. Brown can guard. They got a lot of size. They throw a lot of size at you. Michael Porter Jr. is big, like they're big. But it is going to be easier now, right, for the Denver Nuggets to guard Durant and and Booker without Chris Paul. It makes it a lot easier for Denver to take Booker and and Durant somewhat out of
2: the game. And they and they had a group all year where we were talking about them being like, this is probably the best starting five in basketball right now with how balance there with how well they're playing, just how they all complement each other. You look at game two, for it was like early second quarter when Bick and I were talking about it and could sense like this crowd is ready to explode. I didn't yeah. know if it came across on the TV, but, but we were waiting and they every miss shot they were like, ah, like they're waiting for it. And then who shows up? KCP hits two threes at the start of the fourth, the crowd starts to get into it. It starts to become a lot more intense in there extremely quickly. The home court advantage, how great they are on the road. And then the Suns offense kind of crumbled in the fourth quarter. And, and to that point, Point with their starters and their 7th, 8th guys and stuff, there's just such a mismatch right now in depth, and I can't help but come back to something that you you and I talked about uh, a lot. In the offseason leading up to the year, we kept talking about the taxpayer mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. We educated a lot of fans on what exactly it is because, well, the Suns hadn't been taxpayers before, so there was no reason to know what it is. I don't know if fans know this. Denver got Bruce Brown on the taxpayer mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. Extremely valuable tool that we we harped on over and over, Gambo, Suns didn't use it. Sons didn't boy, use it. this is why we kept talking about it over and over again. Saving it and saving it and, and using it. And,
1: and then, you know, with the exception, they, they almost thought maybe in the buyout market they could offer more money to a guy and that didn't
2: happen. They just got Terrence Ross. So it's a change in ownership. Obviously, different situation now. You would guess if Matt Ishby had the chance nine months ago, he sure would have spent that money on someone like a Bruce Dante DiVincenzo is playing important minutes for the Warriors right now. He's yeah, on that
0: deal. Somebody, anybody to help out with this depth issue that they have going on right now. It is did, we
1: all,
2: did anybody think it was going to... Going to be this bad? No, no, and, yeah, and, and that's Lee why when, would help. It helped,
1: and Okoji was and, good. And, and like,
2: what were we doing at the trade deadline, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin ran. We were talking about Dario going and how they could potentially miss him in the first or second round. But Dario would be perfect right now. Now he was—I <laughs> hadn't even he thought was, about that. He that's was far crazy. more limited this season. Don't get me wrong. And it would have been more of a chance as to more of a guarantee if he would have been effective in this first or second round. But that—that that was a tax saving move. It, it was a tax saving move to get rid of him. That—that's what it, it ended up being ultimately. Without Darius Baisley's panned wow. out, so. It just kind of adds up quickly in this kind of situation when you're trying to look back and see how did they get in this position? What went wrong? And that's where you go. Those things we talked about three, four, five, six months yeah. ago start to pile up really quickly. Yeah, Kellen, uh, your preview for Game Three
0: is going to be on the website sometime today, sometime this afternoon. Yes, yep. okay. Check it out at arizonasports.com for Kellen's preview and his words that he's going to write about this one. Thanks for stopping by. As always, you know we appreciate it. Thanks.